fulfilled Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We met lots of awesome believers at Tabernacles 2020 in Chandler, Oklahoma. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. We really want you to hear from two of our new friends, Ted and Millie. They have a powerful story about how the Most High Elohim healed Ted from a serious disease. Amen. To our listeners, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us at our new website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and where you find your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a huge shout-out to our friends from Tabernacles 2020. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to hear some occasional background noise, golf carts passing by, people talking, and other sounds. Mm-hmm. The production isn't quite like our usual, so please forgive me for that. We were outside, enjoying the night sky while recording this with Ted and Millie. And we want to give their story plenty of time. So, Tim, roll the tape. Ted is going to tell us about something really powerful that the Father has done in his life. And uh, we're, like I said, we're in the outdoors, so if you hear a little ambient noise, don't worry about it. It's all good. So, uh, Ted, uh, what's your story? Um, I'm just glad to be with y'all. I was immediately attracted to you three, and you have a very cool T-shirt. So that I, I like the the red pill uh, logo and everything else. I, I like that. That's good creativity, you know. Thank you. Um, my story goes: this happened in um, very late 2015. I was taking a shower, and uh, I was bathing, and uh, toward my crotch area, my right side, I felt something that f- was very hard, the size of um, a sweet potato, very large. And um, I talked with my uh, good friend who is a retired VA hospital doctor because I thought it was a, um, um, hernia. a hernia type thing. He says, no, you better go get checked out immediately. Um, he says, that does not sound like a hernia at mm-hmm. all. So I got it checked out. Um, they did a biopsy. Um, the cut was uh, approximately eight inches long. And uh, it turned out to be small cell lymphoma non-Hodgkinson's disease and it's stage four because there was a spot on my lung in my skin okay all over my skin and of course at the site near the crotch area and um, that took me back Um, I I didn't want my life to be cut short I love the Lord Um, I'm in the messianic movement I just didn't want my life cut short, my wife to be alone like this. So um, I got back. And we believed that we were going to go into the uh, greater exodus. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my. We didn't want to miss that. Yeah, (laughs) my focus is the greater exodus. I want to help people uh, get delivered and go there and understand what it's all about. Um, So those dreams were looked like to me were going to be dashed. Mm -hmm. So I came back home after the diagnosis. And I got into a deep prayer, and I said, Lord, you know, is my life going to be cut short of this? I didn't expect this. And I said, Lord, and I asked him just simple, a simple question. And 
I don't think you could hear it if you were standing next to me or sitting near me, mm -hmm. but his, his voice sounded like it came through my ears. His voice was like a waterfall and a chime put together. No regional accents. It was clear and concise. Okay, beautiful voice. And it was a simple message. And he said, the Lord said, after I asked him all this, he says, nothing evil shall befall you. And uh, I heard of that, but I checked in the Bible. It's in the Bible, I think, two or three times. Okay. But when I heard that, a shalom peace, a spiritual peace came upon me. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm an optimist by nature, but this goes beyond just op, uh, being optimistic about things. I, I got a piece that, was, um, that gave me 100% faith, and I knew I was going to be okay. Um, the next night, I, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, what is the game plan on this? What, what do I do? What can I expect? Give me the game plan. And he, in a flash, in deep prayer, he showed me that you can lay hands on yourself. If nobody's in the area, you can do it on yourself. No, you don't need to call a pastor? No, or... no, you do it on yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, yes, Lord, I, I understand. And the voice was as if you're speaking to me right here two feet away. And uh, clear and concise. And he said, this is what he says. He says, um, he showed me that there was going to be other problems besides the stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. There's going to be other things, okay? So I knew that during the process, there was going to be something else. And um, so he says, I want you to pray this prayer. Whatever system or limb or part of the body that's, that's having a failure, you say, you, you command that part of the body to comply with with my blueprint that I established for you even before you were born. Okay, mm -hmm. I think that's very important. Now those words are not from my mind. Um, I was taken back when I heard that. His blueprint on us even before we we're born to comply, telling my body part to comply to that blueprint. It blew my mind, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I was taken back. Um, Can I ask a quick question, Millie? How sure. did you take all of this? Well, I just uh, I just trusted that he had heard from the Lord, and I was in agreement 100% with what he said. I saw that as his DNA. Mm -hmm. The Lord was saying he we all have a DNA that he has created us from, and from that DNA, it, you know, it cannot be distorted if we have faith to believe that God's going to put us back into that blueprint, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I was just in total agreement with him. Wow. Well, Ed and I, um, he's allowing me to have treatments at the VA hospital in Tampa. Chemo. Chemo and everything. No problem. You know, most of the doctors that I had were either Hindu or atheists. Mm -hmm. And I was... Um, not a Torah terrorist, I wasn't obnoxious, but I told them straight out from the get-go, yes. straight out, that you know what my God told me and in that prayer. And my God's going to heal me. My yeah, God he, is he going to heal me. He told that to all me. the doctors. That's exactly correct. Did they so, that look? Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> of <course. Yeah. laughs> Now, the, the Hindus, they do believe that their God can heal too. So they weren't really surprised. They might have been surprised 
me of me personally on a personal level but they they believe in divine healing too you know but we won't get it even get into that but um we took the chemo and well, um, the, first of all the biopsy got infected oh, okay. and got extremely infected he had to go into the hospital for a week and get antibiotics nothing was healing it they could not start the chemo until it yeah. healed it's, so uh, it went two months without the chemo waiting for the was, this tumor to heal yeah. which would not heal it was extremely painful oh, yes. and i don't want to be gross but it was very smelly it smelled like dead shrimp i was embarrassed okay yeah. it was very very and painful so finally they decided to do the chemo uh, because they couldn't wait any longer yeah. even in spite of the fact and it says once they started the chemo it would not heal so I did that prayer on that okay um, a few days later I went to the surgeon as, no, well, as soon as they started the chemo it started to heal rapidly yeah, it which healed was rapidly. the opposite of what okay. they said <laughs> so the surgeon was there and I was telling him the story and he wasn't even listening to me he didn't believe anything could heal that fast so he says, well, drop your pants, let's have a look. And the first thing he says, well, what's going on here? What's going on? Because it was visibly healing. Um, the, uh, the nurses that came to the house, they would take photographs of it and remark how fast it was healing. It's like an invisible zipper yeah, that was it, healing it, up. We could see it. The nurse would come every two days, and it was visibly yeah. healing. I mean, we could see it. I mean, fast. It was healing really yeah. fast. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's a miracle in itself, especially for somebody that has no immune system, because the the um, the chemo kills white blood cells. Mm -hmm. So there is no healing during that time period. They yeah. told me that after all the tre treatments were done, that it would take a year to a year and a half for that to heal. Well, it, uh, as soon as he started the chemo, the rash went away and the tumor healed up and when they took the after he finished the chemo session in june they took uh, 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 x-rays and the the spot on the lung was gone everything looked good but then it immediately came back and this time it came back more aggressive than before in september so they gave him a much stronger chemo that from september to december mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I forgot all, that all about time, that. time, there was no sickness. There was no no, no uh, uh, vomiting. There was no diarrhea. Yeah. No. The I, only thing was the 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 shot that they gave yeah. you that made you feel bad. Yeah, I had no ill effect at no all. No ill effect. So, so anyway, um, the uh, they wanted me to do bone marrow transplant, and I and I was agreement. The Lord was in agreement to that. And the VA hospital is very gracious. They have a very good program. The, I had the best doctors there was. And uh, they sent me to uh, San Antonio, Texas for that at the military VA hospital. And uh, again, there was a delay. So I had to take a lot of the chemo over again. Okay. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there was more chemo. No, that I knew was, that. That was to, to do the bone marrow. Right. They, they yeah. do the chemo. Yeah, right. They kill everything. Right. They kill everything did the uh, bone marrow transplant and uh, there was a chemical reaction that I had and I thought I was I was passing out and I hit the button and I start praying I said Lord you know and I commanded my body to comply with the blueprints just like this and uh, I did not pass out 
the emergency squad came in, a big team of doctors and physicians, and uh, uh, my, I, my, blood, my blood pressure was so low from what they said later that they were surprised that I could even carry on a conversation like this. And they said, stay with us, stay with us, stay with us, continue to talk. And I felt fine. I told them exactly what was going on and what I felt. I was completely coherent. So after they left, after 45 minutes, I talked with the nurse that, that told me things. And she says, um, well, you know what they call you? I said, no, I don't know what they call me. She says, they call you Superman. Says, <laughs> yeah, and I started laughing at you know, that, that type of reaction. I said, why do they do that? They said, you haven't vomited, you haven't felt sick, you, you've talked with other uh, patients, you've gone outside and did your, your walk and your exercise. Says we we're amazed that you're not sick like you this. You eat and keep the food I down. eat I eat and keep no diarrhea or anything like this, and um, so it went on. And uh, what else? What else can you add on that? Well, he got a touch of the flu. And Texas flu and during that year. Yeah, and uh, it was just uh, fever for four hours, and that was it. Yeah, they they thought it was something related to the. Uh, to the uh, you know the bone marrow the chemo and all this but it wasn't the last test they ran on me was for the Texas flu they said yeah you, you have the Texas flu and it lasted four hours yeah and I was supposed yeah. to stay in the hospital just for that for three days by their regs and they checked me out and they said take off take off you, you're good to go <laughs> so we uh, there's no problem that way um, what else in the San Antonio? Well after after the the bone marrow transplant they sent us home and of course he had no immunity at all yeah and so and in, in one year he was ha having to take all his sh baby shots the typhoid and yeah. and tetanus and dpt and polio mm -hmm. and all that stuff he had to get all the tests and they told him to wear the mask on the plane because he couldn't <laughs> catch a cold and all that so he didn't wear the mask. Oh, the, the covid mask yeah, yeah the covid, the COVID yeah and he didn't wear anything and no. he didn't get sick at all not even a, not even a cold yep. ever well since then haven't yeah. had a cold nothing yeah, the only the only problem was they said i was going to be fatigued for one year and that's true i was fatigued I felt fatigued for one year, and uh, when that when that year was up, boom, like this, it was as because if the Lord it, said, yeah, "Get a job. It it's time to get a job." And, the marrow, and I did. the marrow to build up yeah. that that amount of time. I got a yeah. job, a real nice job, with the VA hospital in Georgia, like this. So, you know, when uh, when Tim asked me to do this, I, I'm I'm. Uh, very uh, energized with this because I want to sing God's glories. Amen. You know, He saved me uh, without any ill effect. Mm -hmm. You know, Dur um, during the bone marrow transplant, we were the only room that had light in it. We had no fear ever. We yeah. never had any fear. We just knew that the Lord was going to do this, yeah. and he, he He had already proclaimed that He was healed, and we were just standing on it and going through through the motions and the doctors and nurses would yeah. come into the room because there was laughter, there was joy there yeah. where the other rooms, we were sad to say, you know, we prayed for some of the patients. They were very, very oh, sick man. and very hopeless and yeah. very scared. We, um, during this delay, you know, with the, with the chemo at, at San Antonio, um, we went on a, like a mini vacation. We went zip lining. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, zip lining. Come on, man. Yes. <laughs> we went zip lining. What else? I mean, we had a good good time with oh, yeah. with friends that lived in that area. We had yeah, a great we time. We didn't let this get us down. The river walk. We, in we San serve Antonio. a God that is amazing yes, and, and he is an awesome god and we don't need to fear for anything and we don't have to worry about anything he's got everything in his hands his whole plan tell him about the the blood clots oh this is another one okay this is this is one of the best told him to get the shots uh, okay I, I had uh blood thinner shots for potential blood clots mm -hmm. they get them chemo people get it and so i was taking the the needle and it's painful and i didn't like it so anyway they my my left knee started hurting real bad it's like an ache real bad pain so they got the sonogram this is back in tampa and they said you have massive clots we have to uh, conduct a surgery on you for different filters in your lungs and your heart and your major arteries like this and so i i uh i said i told them straight out i said i'm gonna have to consult my god on that <laughs> and they said you're crazy there's a whole panel of people right there of specialists they said that will kill you faster than the cancer you're crazy we've done all this work for you and you could die right now unless you get the filters in your arteries and all those so this is important it's it you're severe like this i said i'm sorry they said by the way are you still taking the blood thinners i said no i quit doing that two weeks ago okay so i prayed and this is what i heard i said lord you, you allow these people to do all this. What should I do? Do you, you want me to continue with this? The blood clot medication, the surgery? And he says, no. And it was an exclamation. It was a command. No. No more new treatments. So I went back to the panel of experts and I told them exactly what my God said. I said, he said, no, no more new treatments. And that created a big ruckus. And they were livid about this. They said, we can't believe you're doing this. So we were trying to, we were dickering back and forth with the treatments. Says, no treatments. There's none. They said, at least let us check every, every two days with the sonogram to see what you're, how you're progressing with the blood clots. I said, they okay. They said it would take a year to get rid of all a those year, blood clots. A year and a half. Okay. For them to dissolve. With, yeah, with all the treatments and the blood thinners and all this. How long did it take? It took two days. Okay, I went back, and there was no more pain. They did the sonogram, and they they said, this isn't supposed to happen. I heard that so many times. This is not supposed to happen. They disappeared. They vanished. They disappeared. Mm. You know? That was the end of that. That was it. <laughs> so, so. And how long, has this, how long has that been? That's been... Uh, uh, seven, uh, 2017 was when the, he had the bone marrow yeah. transplant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right in the middle of the year, I guess, right? No, no, in February. Yeah, the, the early part. No, January. Part. Yeah, the, the early January. part, yeah. Amen. What a powerful testimony of Elohim's goodness. Now, we're not doctors, and we're not giving medical advice to our listeners. We do urge you to consult with the Most High Elohim, the Great Physician, about any health condition that concerns you. According to Psalms 103, verse 2, He is the healer of all our diseases. If you need healing, don't take the blue pill and neglect to seek Elohim. Take the red pill and go to Him for direction. Thanks, Ted and Millie. 
Thanks for sharing. Amen. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please listen again to what we shared and share it with your friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth. truth.